Hello and welcome to Sisterhood. This is a show where we confront our challenges and confess our insecurities and figure out what to do about them. The spotlight today is on the idea of toxic masculinity, a phrase that we've been hearing a great deal in the last two years or so. But what is toxic masculinity and what are its signs? Just like Simone de Beauvoir said, that you're not born a woman to become one. Is that notion applicable to men? You're not born a man, but you become one. How is that process of boyhood turning into manhood changing in our own society? What are the assumptions we make about it? Is the idea of masculinity learned? In Indian society, we are fed on this conversation that boys will be boys. That becomes the genesis of many problematic issues as boys turn to men. We take a look on the show on many crossroads of this issue of toxic masculinity, whether it's about caste, class, because in India that becomes a paramount discussion when you're thinking of anything else, unfortunately so. Also looking at various aspects of what toxic masculinity does, not just to recipients of it, such as women and other genders, but to men themselves. What kind of mental health challenges and uh, low confidence problems does that create? Let me now introduce you to my fantastic set of guests. On the show today, I'm talking to content creator and a social media activist, Andre Borges, who has been raised in an old boys school and reflects on things that made him uncomfortable growing up because he was thrown into a structure that he had to follow. Ande, thanks very much for joining us. Uh, we need to have deeper and, uh, you know, sort of more widespread conversations on the term toxic masculinity. But first, what is toxic masculinity and how does one identify it? So I can give you very basic examples. If you if you Google it, you'll find, you know, uh, when it comes to men, it's uh, or those who identify as men, uh, it comes to aggression and violence and, uh, you know, general uh, sexist and misogynistic behavior and stuff like that and yes to an agree to to a degree that is uh, you know quite a pack, part and package of what toxic masculinity is but there are very very small um, behavioral patterns that people show um, that might be kind of misconstrued as being normal masculine traits or masculinity traits um, but do very well fall within uh, you know the deem of toxic masculinity so one of the things about toxic masculinity is that it's so embedded in homes in our workplaces in our peer groups that sometimes it seems like the normal uh, when when you started looking at these uh, these aggressions these uh, you know these signs of toxic masculinity what did you pick like for example this might be prevalent in people's homes yeah so i mean it's uh, all forms of toxic masculinity are because the patriarchy is so overreaching, right? Like we are uh, and have been for centuries a patriarchal society. Um, so yes, I mean, you rightly pointed out all of this starts uh, at a very, very basic level, which is homes, schools, uh, work organizations, colleges, friend groups, stuff like that. So when I was growing up, I went to an all boys school um, and I don't know if <laughs> if you guys have been to an all-boys school but it is a very different dynamic than going to like a uh, I would say even a girls school or a co-ed school um, because the entire growing up your everyone's hitting puberty everyone's growing up and everyone is being conditioned by the patriarchy by uh, masculinity by various drivers through pop culture social media uh, at that time there wasn't social media pop culture films and stuff like that um, of how 
a person is how a man is supposed to be how what kind of masculine energy should you exude andre i think you make some very important points and now on the show i'd like to bring in param sahib who's a designer from amritsar who's doing some breakthrough work with the colorful patterns and is um, gender non conforming he talks about his growing up as somebody who wanted to break free from societal expectations of a young boy he played with dolls Uh, as he grew up he was reprimanded for still being interested in dolls and things that seemed all colorful and fashion designery as opposed to you know sort of something gray and black and so on but let him tell his uh, story and uh, i'd like to bring him on the show first uh, param thanks very much for joining us uh, what was the kind of conditioning that we all are put through uh, for somebody like yourself when you were growing up how were you conditioned to think that you were a boy when the family members are not uh, accepting and their minds are not conditioned in a way that they are uh, they can accept these things and let it go because a child wants to do what he wants to do so i think that is when they they try to like uh, teach them that this is not what men do this is not what we are supposed to wear this is not what so i think from there if you start accepting the child and his various ways that you want to branch out into I think that is where we start wrong. Do you think this is really nothing but an effort to kill curiosity? I mean, how many of us have seen our friends, both men and women, be interested in things that were not traditionally for them? Girls interested in Bob the Builder, boys interested in Barbies, uh, and wanting to play. Where does that uh, curiosity get killed or nipped? So, uh, no. Actually, I had a lot of my male friends in school. So I used to carry my Barbie at school. I was in a day boarding school, and after the school, we used to play with it. And at that point, a lot of my male friends joined, under unless they were being told from other seniors in the school, you know, like what are you doing? You're playing with Barbie dolls. So I think that is where you realize that you know, okay, this is not what I'm supposed to do. I think it's also uh, it's most of the time how society sees us. and as a child that kind of stays in your mind that you know or society think that this is not right so i think it stays on param is there an indian brand of toxic masculinity according to you so i do believe that there is not a class i would say but there is a certain sensibility there is a certain way you look into things so i think uh, being considered as a man i think it it's it's considered a privilege and i think it's not just today it has been going on and on and that mentality is being passed on to generations from generations and we cannot eradicate it i think what we can do is we can create role models we can create people who talk about it openly we can create men who are set, setting examples and that's where and that will probably bring in some some openness in minds i also talked to sonu sood somebody who's seen as a boisterous hero in the traditional definition of bollywood but during the pandemic he became the man with a heart how did that change things for him in uh, the film industry how did he go from being this bollywood celebrity to a real hero of people what did that mean for the masculine brand that he really represented do some extra work you know when people used to uh, point fingers i used to said you know please come and join my team i need more helping hands uh, to reach out to more people one or two of them join and they every single day they still feel embarrassed okay they they thought about uh, that this is not right but i think the best way to uh, send a message is if uh, someone points uh, at one good work you have done you have to do 10 more 
so that one day the inspires okay uh, we are wasting our time pointing fingers it's it's our job to do also uh, good and right in life so i think that's the biggest lesson i've that i've learned and um, that i try to convey every single day acha main hamesha bolta hu ki important lessons of life na to kisi school mein sikhate hain na किसी किताबों में लिखे होते हैं हर रोज एक्सपीरियंस होते हैं सोशल मीडिया की हमें कैंसर हो गया प्लीज बचाइए हमें ये प्रॉब्लम हो गया सुधे फॉरवर्ड भी दोस्त लिंक डेडी आपने फॉलोअप किया उनके साथ उसको कैंसर वाला पेशेंट मुझे मैसेज करा आपने देखा सो आई थिंक वॉट Um, uh, you know, teaches them every single day. Yeah, it's zorulat hai. They see their father standing at the gate one, two hours every single day, speaking to the needy people. How to solve problems. So I think this is their learning. I've also got Ratna Patak Shah, who's got, uh, who's a mum of two sons, and she talks about the problems uh, of us not paying enough attention to how we raise boys in society, rather than constantly focusing on uh, issues that women face. Patriarchy has been absolutely devastating for men. I mean, look at the idea that we feed into a son. The level of entitlement that is constantly um, showered on that poor child. So I, I really cannot, uh, uh, I, I cannot hold with the fact that we only talk to women. We have to talk to the men, and we have to talk to men of all ages. It will be easier to talk to the younger ones, of course, but to get the older ones to change their mind. Oh, that's going to be really tough. So it needs to be done, but and definitely, um, uh, uh, what men have had to take onto themselves, apart from the fact of having to earn a living, yeah. constantly the pressure of that, constantly the pressure of uh, pushing yourself in education and becoming better and better and better, you know, owning the most expensive things at one end of the spectrum. And at the other end of the spectrum, producing a lot of male sons, etc. Is the pressures are terrible on that person's soul. And while we're on this issue, here's a look at what many others are saying about it. It's just about um, education and and behavior and parenting, things like that. You know what you learn when while you're growing up and what you see and uh, the kind of society and place you live in and how we all are treating each other. but it all starts at your own house so this kind of awareness about what it means to be a man uh, uh it should should start at at your home and you know your parents and and your family is is involved in that i i think it's the environment and it's the surroundings that one is raised in and uh what one sees reflected back on on their screen i should be responsible in the kind of stories that i am a part of to try and at least uh, uh, break my, and shatter my own gender biases because i i mm-hmm. think this this kind of polarity between uh, men and women and the, the you know patriarchal narrative is just so boring now it's not even something i like it's like fi- fighting it feels like why why am i doing this it's 2021 and i i personally for me i feel talking about it on social media i, I find I, i never have the words to really explain the inequity you know and uh, so i rather speak about it through my work where i play a woman who is a woman like no other she's not playing the quintessential stereotype of a certain kind of woman one of the big issues in society is that we are unable to respect all genders for what they are for how they feel and what they stand for and that is well, the crux of why we are unable to accept someone who chooses to be different who identifies themselves uh, aside uh, of the binary 
Joining me now is Alex, uh, who's a gender queer man, uh, well known as Maya the Drag Queen. Uh, Nitish, who is a homo romantic cisgender man and well known as Shabnam Bevafa. Well, um, hi. Um, my first question to you is that you know how difficult it is for you to um, fit in in a climate of toxic masculinity, which seems to be the status quo for the moment. All right. So on this note, I would like to inform you that different people they have different notions for toxic masculinity. A certain group of people they personally believe that it deals with everything that deals with men. For some people, it means that it deals with the notion that a child feels when he wants to try something new. And for some people, it uh, basically relates to dominance of the men we have in India or around the world who wants to dominate women or effeminate. Uh, Kids like me. Ah, uh, growing up, I was bullied a lot, and through drag, I believe that I actually challenged those emotions, those stereotypes that came in the package when I decided that I need to come out and I need to ah uh, like put my voice ah uh, at the forefront to ah uh, make this place better for everyone. Ah, uh, but I believe that ah uh, being Shabnam or just being on any stage or just being vocal, I was actually was ready to celebrate my underdog. and i was like really ready to share all unfaith things or unheard things that people should actually listen to actually step into my shoes and realize what i go through on a daily basis and uh, this has really changed my perspective uh, as a drag queen as a person it evolved me as a person but also these things that do exist and we usually yeah. feel that it only exists in some some stages or with some particular people but growing up with anyone regardless of how do you identify yourself you know Taught or trained to behave in a certain manner, behave in a certain uniform, like wear a certain uniform, or how to present yourself at certain events. So, for men, it has usually been up to a toxic masculinity, and also women, they are some what toxic uh, to the men in deciding that how masculine they should be, how tough they should be. So, from my experience, I started drag way back in two thousand fourteen September, and uh, since then it's been an ongoing conversation. Because first of all, we live in a patriarchal society where uh, men are seen like the forefronters, or men uh, men are like um, you know the you should be more mart or you should be more uh, like why are you crying like a girl? You should uh, you know man up. All these words were used uh, when I was young. um every time i think even to a point where the people were like uh, you know you should uh, not walk like that you should not walk like a lady you should walk more like a man i mean um, who has put all of these norms and rules like who told the society that they have to do all of this um so since then i've been questioning i'm like why 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 are people being told like this why are being people being told that this is the way it has to be so uh you know when i started drag i wanted to be like hey you know i can whoever i want to be i can be a malayali drag queen who is performing on stage and uh that is more than enough like you know for me to put a statement out there that anybody can choose whoever they want to be and uh, that's exactly the reason why i chose to make maya the drag queen so just so, to give us side slap to uh, toxic masculinity do you see any change in society and if you do is it coming in largely from uh, you know activists uh, do you think that uh, at a fundamental level um, you know mothers or families are still fairly unaccepting of uh, gender non conforming people 
Um, you know, like I reached a point where uh, for 25 years of my life, uh, right now I'm 32. Uh, 25 years. This is before I came out. I've been trying to uh, go with what the what my family was telling me to do, what the society was dictating me to do, and I got tired because I felt like I'm not happy. I'm not being myself. So that is when I was like, you know what? I need to stand up for myself. I need to be who I am. I need to be totally me. How do you perceive um, your own journey through society's uh, expectations, family's expectations from you? Um, see, when I was growing up, uh, we never had the access to a lot of information. We were misinformed about so many things. Uh, now, growing up, you won't believe I've I've read uh, some stupid things on my textbook, my school textbook, uh, which were not really real. And in our school education system, like not even in high school, but in the whole education system that we specially have in India, no one really wants to talk about all these serious matters, the political matters we have. We have to face after being an adult. No one, no one actually prepares us for that. Or even when I was growing up, I was realizing about my bodily changes and my sexuality. No one was really up, like really upfront to even talk about it in my school. And I believe if we, I, I have personally realized education and awareing people is the best way to bring any change in this world. Indeed, whenever I read about uh, all these topics, I got to know that this is right, this is wrong. So I believe these things should be a big. They they should be in our education system, in our textbooks. since the beginning only because not anyone or everyone would be so smart and savvy like me to google it or to like see it in a positive way people will have or the children might have the pre decided notions for them their family might have put in them them because the change begins at home you know i think we need to educate people talk to them uh, make them understand that what drag is all about that drag is an art form at the end of the day um and you know people need to understand that men had to step into the roles for women and because women were not allowed to perform on stage so uh that is the crux of it like you know if i have to say the confidence that we built there are also this um you know a popular kind of stereotype that drag queens actually make fun of women we don't make fun of women we actually uh, perform as a woman or we actually do uh, you know go on stage and we actually ex- accentuate the feminine qualities uh, of a woman so uh, it's something that people still keep talking people still keep saying that i how dare you make fun of me and all of that but i'm like darling i we don't make fun of you we actually uh, appreciate you we actually uh, you know adore what you do adore you as a woman so that is something which uh, we built on and i keep telling people that lgbt rights and women rights go hand in hand there is no difference like uh, pe- people keep uh, you know keeping it separate but it's not separate we are supposed to be intersectional we are supposed to be together so that's something which uh, people still need to understand this is the small message i have for everyone uh, that keep work harder like working harder for your dreams there's a lot of inner homophobia and homophobia around the world but if you are okay with your small circle if you are okay with your own people and you know what you're doing then no one can stop thanks very much i really appreciate your joining us there you have it there are many aspects of toxic masculinity that we don't pay attention to and they're very inherent to how we raise our children what can be done is of course a complete sensitization of all genders and acceptance of everybody in the way they identify themselves
Most importantly, get away from the idea of boys will be boys and start talking about every aspect of emotional and mental well-being that impacts boys, young men, and of course, those who are creating that support system around them. Idea is to sensitize the society by small and big efforts to ensure the toxic masculinity is something that ebbs away and does not become a central issue for many other aspects of people's grown-up lives. So stay tuned and we look forward to keep at it, bringing new issues, new elements, new discussions, new faces, new voices to discuss the world that is shaping right before us. Thank <laughs> you.